3080. But like, I wanna, but I wanna be able to go like fly to another place of the, the ten planets that are there. But then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm trying to play a game. Like I'm just fucking sitting here. All right, and we're live. What's up, What's up guys? Not much. Hello. Good to see Here. you all again. Good to be back. I know. It's been we, hiatus. We pulled the... Uh, I'm glad that we pulled it together for uh, um, a show today. I pulled a podcast together. Oh, yeah. Dude, well, we got yeah. a lot to uh, to showcase, but um, I guess I'll kick us off here, Tyler. But, yeah, do um, it, man. All right, yeah, welcome back to Casual Take. We got Eric and Tyler in the house today. Myself, Chris G is joining us or joining you, you know, joining us uh, for the for the podcast here. And uh, no, super stoked um, to do the show today. We actually got a lot of uh, ground to cover, and I feel like there's just a lot happening in games. And I feel like um, the last few weeks, I've just been like in content consumption mode, just looking at all the new stuff that came out with all the summer trailers, and it's like Mm. all these people were having game announcements at the same time. And I just feel like the more stuff that I'm watching uh, and like the more announcements that are coming up, the more excited I am about like what's in the pipeline, even for the rest of this year. You know, I know we always like um, we're like big Bethesda fanboys over here, but um, I feel like just in the pipeline with what's everything is uh, what's coming out this year, it's going to be a freaking badass year for for gaming straight up. It feels like a golden age of gaming. That's what I was thinking about during um when next fest was running which is the steam festival or there's a bunch of free games to play or de- games with demos to play dude it just kept dawning on me like man there's just so much to play right now is that the first time they had done mm-hmm. that i don't know i know that they run i know that there's been demos on steam before but i think this was like the first fest i've seen that was like focused on playing demos and like trying games that are not yet out yeah Wait, i had never I had never done that. That was for everyone that doesn't that. know. Um, Eric, give us a quick breakdown of what that was and what like what that was. Okay. Seen. So my understanding, yes, yeah, so it was Next Fest. It ran. It ended on Monday, so it was a week. Um, that was <clears throat> June nineteenth to June twenty sixth, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was a it was a showcase of games that have yet to be released. Um, I want to say there were somewhere like twelve to thirteen hundred games, and a majority of them had playable demos that you could jump in and try for free. Um, and so, you know, we—I know I played probably five to ten different games. Um, big focus. One that we'll talk about today was Warhaven, um, which is an upcoming—I believe oh, yeah. it's going to be free to play—medieval uh, um, combat. I don't even know what to call Man, it. Sixteen. I know on you 16. and Tyler played a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. We like, did. So what was the big draw? And it's like arena combat kind of. Like people. I don't even. Okay, so it's sixteen on sixteen. The the setting is interesting. You didn't get too much, but you got a little bit of lore in the uh, the tutorial for it, where you know you're coming in and obviously you know everyone's dressed as knights or squires or whatever. Um, and so it's a medieval setting, but there's like dragons that like carry you around and they're using like a radio that's like i guess operated mm-hmm. by magic or something but anyways the game itself 16 on 16 i think there there are six different classes you could play there's pretty simplistic perk trees within each class um 
and then there are uh, in place of like an ultimate ability, so each of the, each class has a different uh, skill set. You know, all of them can kind of dodge and like have like their basic attacks and like a sh and like a, sh a power attack essentially. But um, then they have unique skill sets. So one is like a big two-handed guy who uses a huge sword called blade. There's a healer class called smoke who uses like it's like this smoke healing thing. There's like a big tanky guy that has a, sh a shield and a mace. A um, couple different classes. And, uh, yeah, it's 16 on 16, kind of like, uh, objective-based combat where, you know, each map that was in the demo, at least, there was two kinds of maps. There was, uh, all of them were control point focused, so it'd either be three control points on the map, you know, control two or three of them, and your ticker goes up and the enemy ticker does not, and then first to 100% wins. Or uh, a lot of their maps, which I thought was cool, would be one control point, but then there was two, like, auxiliary points. One's, like, a respawn and the other's a cannon. Um, and that was a really fun thing because the control point is how you win, but obviously the respawn and the cannon can support that a lot. So, um, <clears throat> but the combat was just, it was fast paced. Mm -hmm. It was brutal. It like punished spamming, I think, because mm -hmm. there was a blocking system and like a timed blocking system and like a kind of not, not really a stamina, but like your, your character would be slower whenever they swing and like, if you land, if you, if you're blocked, you can basically retaliate faster than they could land a second attack, and so there was like a good pace to the combat. In some ways, that was offset the by felt fluid. The combat felt fluid. The the, it, the yeah off the block step felt a little like uh and you know a little I don't know it felt a little stilted a little bit, and then I wasn't sure about hitboxes and how the precision of the hitboxes. I know that's sort of a thing. But Headshots were a big it, thing. So it's somewhere it feels like to me is like um a uh, souls like team based Overwatch that almost Overwatch battlefield yeah, blend. It's like chivalry meets Overwatch meets like class, rock paper scissors meets like modern game. warfare like Call of Duty with like the whole domination style. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, to to piggyback on what Eric said, it was like anytime I felt like. I really steamrolled someone in a 1v1 or a 1v2 or something like that. It was always like I was more patient. I was timing my things better. I was fainting. Like like with the hammer guy, I was playing the hammer guy, right? And you have this big side, like heavy attack that you charge up. And it charges up for a good like five seconds. But I mean, it does like max damage to some of the weaker guys, right? And I remember like one of the last... Like, it was like one of the last days I played, I was like, I did the side attack, and the guy thought I was just charging for that, so he went in to try to get me while I was still charging, and I was able to, like, cancel the charge, and then just completely just do a regular swing, and then, like, an overhead swing, and I just two-shot the guy, basically, from that. Because the headshots, I think, do, like, 50% more damage or something like that. Like, you knock their helmet off. And with the hammer guy, he does, like, a downward attack with this big-ass mace. So, like... It was just I was just able to basically just one tap this guy just because he got a little too overzealous and came just straight at me, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it was really fun, really fast paced. I think the ultimates I definitely didn't really like all that much. Sometimes like the horse, like when you'd have like four of like this is ultimate where you transform into a guy on a horse and he has a spear and he's just constantly just sprinting through everything What's the and just ultimate mechanism <clears throat> you kind of like is it, is it building like an ultimate it's in Overwatch? yeah you like, like the more things you do the points you cap the more healing you get 
like whatever points that they accumulate in the game, like whether it's damage points or kills or objectives, you get this little meter and the meter will build up. And then you get a choice to transform into like one of like, what was it? Four hero characters, Eric? Yeah. They're, I think it was they, four yeah, in the demo. Called, they were called immortals. Yeah. Immortals. Yeah. There was like a chick with a sword and a shield who was really good. Just real scrappy. She'd be in the fight, did a lot of damage. And then there was the guy on the horse who had like a pike. And man, it would just be chaos on those one those one flag maps. <laughs> it's like you'd have like yeah. four or five people in the horse just kind of all just going at it left and right. And um yeah, I don't know. It was it would just get real chaotic sometimes. Or like, you know, you'd be chasing someone and then it'd be like four or five of y'all and then they would transform into the the chick with the sword and the shield and she would be able to almost like one v four. Which is pretty wild. Like I don't know. People that knew how to use the Immortals, you could really tell that they, I mean, they could just kill, you know, half a team basically by themselves. So yeah, I felt that was good feedback. Like you're saying the ultimates were a little um, OP, but then how did y'all feel about class balance? I know that's kind of like a very specific question on a nuanced game, but uh, that we didn't have that much time to play. Well, everything I, had a off, counter. Off the, off the rip, yeah. it felt pretty solid to me. I mean, it yeah, felt like yeah. pretty... I thought I thought the gameplay was great. I thought that they're the only criticism, and this was a play test, right? I mean, it's not a finished mm-hmm. game, and uh, the immortals need a lot of balancing, which I could kind of go on about. But like that, all the other classes felt good. Nothing mm. could really steamroll too hard because everything did have kind of a counter. The shield guys and... were pretty dominating. If if your team didn't have them and the other team did, you could tell really quick. Like we would just be. Because they just stayed alive for so long, you know? They could just sit there and they, they like kind of have this ability where they just slam their shield down and you know, they could just tank pretty much any anything coming their way. So yeah, yeah that was the only But there the, the longer the longer I played there was also a little bit of like tactical stuff to it. I mean the whole cannon point and respawn point system I thought was cool. There was light weapons you could use as well, like ballistas and stuff. But beyond that there was a relic system where as you played you could un- you could get the ability to like you could create an item on the battlefield basically that would allow you to like immediately capture and freeze a point and make it so they could either counter that by creating something that unfreezes a point and carry it in. But there was like some of that aspect too that it felt just like really well fleshed out and the the hardest the thing that got me was that that game shined the most in smaller fights that's where you felt like you were actually like it was a skill-based game and a lot of the maps were especially the one point maps or the the map that had it was like all of it was on like a bridge and it was like a b and c and all the points were on a bridge and b was on like a lower level you remember that one tyler oh the, yeah that one the fights were just so fucking crazy there were so many people and so it was like you could kind of pick someone out or maybe catch someone on their own but mostly it was just like a clusterfuck and that's where the game kind of was just like mm. like this is the meat grinder just, yeah it's like yeah. i'm just like fucking swinging like crazy in here you know dude the the hammer guy like, I mean, he's a heavy hitter, dude. And, like, right when the game starts, if you're ham- the hammer dude from the beginning, just side-charging an attack and just... I mean, it'll be, like, a thing where you get, like, two or three headshots and just kill, like, three or four people. Like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> that was... I mean, I... That's why I felt like it... I liked like, it. So it was, was fun. Like, because there was, yeah. like, a charge-up to the combat system, and there yeah. had, like, weight to the... It had weight to the... 
I mean, I guess. Particular yeah. Weapon that you were using. There no, I felt the same. Yeah. There's the dodge mm-hmm. system, so it's like action-based combat. I Very felt that it was based. also really smart for them not to put any ranged combat. There's one immortal that could do ranged combat, but other than that, there's no ranged attack. She's at all. really oh, yeah. slow. Like her, she has to charge it up. Like it only homes onto one target. Like they did it in a way that was very. I mean, dude, those ballistas though can be really annoying. I like that you brought that up, Eric, because I was actually I wanted to to hit on that. Um, I like the fact that it was sort of a melee based game because it felt like a shooter. When I when I say that, it felt like Overwatchy and how it played. It played like a shooter, and I almost like that there was like no ranged attacks because there. Yes, you could have hacks and and cheats where like you could maybe see things on the map and they would give you kind of tactical giveaway that like in map like map hacks. But like from like a pure play fun skill, knowing that you have to battle someone one on one, souls like combat, almost PvP. It's like how much, what are like it's it just felt like the it almost pushed down the how effective cheats out of the gates would be, and it felt almost like much more in a pure environment. Like even if you were cheating on that, like I guess maybe you're making sure your weapon hits but you still got to be within proximity so if you could you could certainly you can dodge it if you just time the attack even if somebody is trying to hit your hitbox so to me it felt like i like that aspect that you could play that big of a of a game it almost felt like a war zone but then there wasn't it almost felt like cheating was kind of irrelevant and in that sense it felt like very authentic that everyone was playing on there and you knew it like even if you were cheating cheats wouldn't even really help you in that environment I mean, yeah. obviously, mm. I guess I'm sure people come up with everything, like any kind of number of things. But I think cheats out of the box, like hitboxes and stuff that you would that normally affects, I think range based combat. And the fact that there was just no ranged element, I felt like just made it feel like it was more like it was like more pure play versus like having it be what harder to cheat in it. I guess is the way yeah I'm saying. yeah yeah for sure. Like what yeah. how or, I mean uh, in chivalry, right? It's like the range is so annoying to play. Against. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I mean, it was in some ways it was kind of fun every once in a while just to be an archer. But then like in other ways, it's just like, dude, like I'm, I get it. Like you're just going to stand up there and like shoot mm-hmm. there. It was crossbow. So, you know? Yeah, I thought it was great. I think that they need to balance the immortal system, but otherwise game's good to go. I, I think mm-hmm. that it's also I don't know if it's because it's a kind of, you know, comes from uh, comes from a Japanese developer. I know kind of those more passive like click for rewards type systems are more popular in those types of games but like some of the auxiliary <laughs> shit to that game you know what i'm talking about the, oh yeah dude. And, uh, yeah it was, <laughs> you open you open the uh the what was it called the world pass or the, the world, world map or whatever map, yeah i still was just like what is this shit i'm just i mean you said it you're just like i just click everything that's glowing and then like get schmeckles <laughs> oh, and then yeah. use those on items you know i was just so. clicking as much as i could and i'm like you're like how did you yeah. get so many i'm just i'm opening everything <laughs> yeah care. so that part of the game i was just like i don't really care what's happening here because i know i'm getting coins to buy cosmetics and it was all just cosmetics but that felt very like i don't know what this is and mm-hmm. i don't really feel like it explained it well but um but yeah what's the with with some immortal balances i think they should make it you know make it so you can't use it if it's like if you're in the the overtime system where you know when they get when a match is at its end the enemy team would always have an opportunity to try and push back and it's like basically mm-hmm. some people would just save all their immortals and it'd just be like four horses running through everyone constantly, you know. But but yeah, what are, was, other, um, game, what are some other games that kind of stood out from? Yeah, the, so I pulled those? up. Yeah, yeah, I pulled up Next Fest. So I played a few. I played. Yeah, so Warhaven was the big one. I tried this one called The Invincible. Tyler, you tried that one too. Yeah, I did too. 
I got super bored. I was playing That's it. That's the Mars was watching one? me play it. I don't think it's Mars. Or whatever it is. It looks like Mars. Wherever, it's like yeah, it looks like yeah. Mars. Yeah, but that one seems like it could be cool. It seems very, like... Was, uh, like, at a high level, because I didn't get to even really play any of these movies. It was, like, was, um... It's, like, first person. Just fire these off real quick. Mystery. Yeah, so, okay, The Invincible is, like, a first person mystery kind of, like, walking simulator yeah. game. Um, I also played, uh... I tried this one called Grand Emprise Time Travel Survival. That's like a crafter survival game where you could travel through time. I didn't oh, make I it that far. That. Yeah, it was fun. I kept throughout Next Fest, I kept wanting to like go back to it. Then I was just like, I don't want to just sink more time into another crafter survival game. Um, I thought it was cool. I, I think like it's Valheim. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's a survival crafter. But it needed, honestly, my beef was with the dinosaurs. They would just chase you down so fast, and there was no way to escape them. And you just die and then lose all your stuff. But um, oh I played that. Um, I played this one called Station to Station, which is like a really simple, like, mini motorways shout out for anyone who's played that. Mm. It was similar to that, just like a simple, kind of easy to play, pretty train station building game that like was dorf cool. dorf romantic is another one it's like this new it's a new genre of builder game called cozy it's yeah, a cozy yeah. game well it's, it's like, like you're well, not I gonna like die it's not, well like, it's not like you know so many builders you get so bogged down in the 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 micro of it all you know yeah or like uh you know you run out of food and then like half your population dies and you're like oh, shit. yeah um the other I think the only other one that stood out to me, and I'm trying to find the name of it because it was really cool. What was it called? It was the one where you um, took a picture and then used that to modify your reality. Oh, uh, Viewfinder. Viewfinder. Oh, wow. That was super oh, wow. cool. That was very much like this other game that I played called Subliminal. Subliminal, I think. Oh, man. Puzzle, logic, puzzle games are like the most frustrating. Well, this one was such a cool twist on it, man. It was, I don't know, it was it was wacky as hell, um, but it was cool. Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the resident city builder guy. Yeah, what so. did, uh, yeah you did that like, one now... that was the solar flare thing, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's I did the a couple. Ukrainian one, too? Uh, oh, that's Ostrieve. I, I own that one. Yeah, I own that oh, one. Oh, okay. That yeah, one's, so... that's a good game, though. It was a good game. Mm. Support, support um, Ukraine. But, um, it sounds like that he he's been pushing like that the the you, the Ostreet Ostreet is the name of the game. Ostreev. O s t r i v. I know it's been a single developer game, but you've been. Oh, yeah. um, you're telling me that he's continuously pushing updates. So yeah, he just did game, another release. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. you're still so it's almost like live service for a box price is kind of. But it was like a there. big update too. It was like they he added like a new row houses where you could make like apartment buildings basically. And then it was also like glass. It's the it's one of the most complex um, tech tree games that I've played. That's like a city builder. It is a, a very intensive tech tree. I mean, just to make like shoes in the game, you need like a tannery. You need the shoe place. You need like to make the leather. You got to make salt. You got to. It's like this. You need lye. If you don't have like, it's this whole thing where you need like five or six things just to make the leather to make for the shoes. And then the shoes you just sell to your people, and like, as the game progresses, people require more things, you know. And if they're more educated or whatever, like the system in the game is, it's like they'll want like better clothes, they'll want more shoes, they'll want better food. So it's like, and if you don't provide that to them, they'll leave your town, and then they'll get replaced, and then it'll be like a you know a peasant family or whatever. But yeah, the game's fun. I mean, I've I played thing, you know well, 
good amount of that. One thing that one thing that I really liked about that game that, and obviously I'm not like a big like where I have this vast knowledge of all these RTS games, but as a mechanic that stood out to me is whereas a lot of um, well, they're different than RTS do, though. Well, I guess like these yeah. city builders, but mm-hmm. like the one a lot of mechanics is like they'll put an AI against you, and it's actually like almost a PvP mechanic of some sort that generates this sort of RNG event based experience. Um, but one thing I liked was like this environmental aspect, third party that would like you have the fires that would break out and all this sort of stuff. And yeah. I like that because that's like if I had to like reinvent Starcraft and bring that forward and just make micro changes having environmental RNG into the game, like with whatever the equivalents would be. I mean, obviously people would kind of be up in arms about that to some extent. You know? Yeah, because it I could completely that like was a different flavor. That was yeah. a different flavor. And I was like, wow, yeah. I love that because you'd be building that and this fire would break, burn down all your shit. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I got to rebuild all this. And you probably may not even have well, the prerequisites to get to get the materials back. Well, with Ostrev, just to continue that real quick, it's it's a game where you were your own worst enemy. Like if you just don't supply your, the most frustrating thing is keeping pigs alive in this game. (laughs) They eat so much goddamn food and they eat like very specific foods. And it's like the same food that like the humans eat. So it's like, you got to like supply and they just eat so much of it. And I can't tell you how many times it had been like, you know, it auto saves every month. It had been like July. And then all of a sudden it's like, a pig started died of starvation. A pig died of starvation. And then, like, I have 15 pigs and all of them died. And I'm just like, fuck, like, damn it. And I'll have to, like, go back and reload my save and be like, okay, I gotta get barley, get some, you know, sunflowers, get whatever I can to these fucking pigs. And it's just, and it was me not preparing for it. I forget, you know, there's just so many things happening at once. You're just like, I'm building over here, I'm expanding my city. And then all of a sudden, I just see these updates. It's like, five of my pigs are dead i'm just like shit no damn it not again that I sounds it. it's fun though i was gonna say that sound the whole environmental aspect chris it when you're talking about that that reminds me of um frost i don't know if you've ever played that but i know right. a, a second one's coming out soon but Frostpunk, i only i didn't play it much i played it all the way through i don't remember i think it was just like you make it a certain amount of time and you beat the campaign or whatever but yeah there weren't like I might be remembering incorrectly. I think I did it all in one night, so it's kind of a blur, but I don't think there was, like, really enemies. I know you could, like, send out your, like, scouting groups and maybe they ran into bandits or whatever, but there weren't really, like, enemies that attacked your base. It was just trying to survive the cold that kept getting colder. I remember by the end, it was like, you know, it's like, oh, it's negative. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, it's negative 400 degrees outside, (laughs) like how are you keeping your citizens alive and they blast die in like the two thing. minutes you know <laughs> you like blast yeah. the center thing just to like make more yeah heat. yeah 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 exactly um that's why so... i want to play bellier's game bellier's i don't know if i'm familiar is that wow guy um, um bellier's game bellier gaming um shout out bellier's gaming but um he uh like self-published this title he's a kind of a popular youtube creator and streamer and um but uh he published self-published a basically turn-based picture book style like there's a little bit more to that um i haven't gotten a chance to really play it but basically it's like you're in a you're a captain of a ship that gets stranded and you have to make these sort of decisions that are turn-based and depending on the decisions like they have different consequences uh and then there's basically this environmental aspect as well as like a social aspect and component and then basically you still have to drive progression in the game 
And um, but that's kind of the whole premise of his setup, even though it's kind of more turn based and illustrative. And um, I feel like that's like a, a super power, like they have an environmental components are a huge part of that, you know? So I feel like that in itself is its own meta. And like, I also think that's cool. Like if, when you get down to the core of what gaming is, it's like, you can just do turn-based story bit telling and like decision-based and that is its own game and its own mechanic. And if you think about how complex, mm -hmm. like um, Starfield and all, and, and all these games that are coming out that have like, it's like almost like five to six different games in one because they have all these systems that are just increasing this exponent of complexity. And it's like, it's nice to see sometimes of these games that are peeled back a little bit more because you're just getting blasted with AAA titles, you know? And I feel like that's where I like almost at the soul of indie games is that oh, they're man. like, they take, they focus in on a few core mechanics that are really good that have that classic, like easy to learn, a lifetime to master type feel to them. And they just do those really well. And that is almost a, like a nicer experience because I also feel like these, the way people are, meeting the users where they're at with the games that they're playing. Cause like one thing I was really thinking about was like this whole idea of like idle games. And I feel like that's growing, going to be growing as, as such a popular category. I'm not sure what the metrics are right now, but my gut says that that's going to grow because there's this time where like I get off after work and I'm like really burned out and like really tired. And it's like, I can't even begin to think and navigate some super complex puzzle or quest. And I just like want to go and sit here and get barley for pigs. You know well, that's I mean? why that's why I like these builder games is because they're very some of them are very simple, like that train game that Eric was talking about, like the whole cozy genre is built around this like, I'm just all I'm doing is laying tiles. And then if I make combinations, then I get more tiles like like uh, like there's a big game called Dwarf Romantic. It's kind of a weird name, but it's like that where it's like you have these tiles that are either like forest tiles or city tiles or water and then you have or trains and then like you make these combinations and you do these quests and it's so chill like it's so chill and if you lose you just start again you know what i mean it's like there's no real harm no foul kind of a game you know what i mean and it's like that like people just want to get home from work and just do nothing and just kind of veg out to something you know they like gonna, the you're gonna lock in for a nice game of valorant and sit there and and like oh i'm gonna hit snipe league. shots and have league like, of legends uh, <laughs> Peak reaction time at uh, 11:55. <laughs> no way. Yeah, when there's when there's a 15 year old who's been playing like Valorant since he was here. you know 12, and it's like these kids are just dialed in like we used to be. You know, not to sound like an old here. fart, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just. I mean, it's playing competitive versus not playing competitive, and it's really nice to step. I play back for myself. Not... You know, I, that's what I do. I yeah. play for myself. I mean, ultimately, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, is that, you know, at some point, you're, everyone can play a game for whatever reason they want to, whether that's to do something competitive or to like the social aspect or the relaxing aspect or just a source of creativity. But like, as long as, as long as you're having fun, then, you know, that's what matters. And I feel like it's, you could get stuck in these loops of when you're playing a super competitive shooter, feeling like you're just playing for the competitive aspect itself and like in the moment maybe you're just like stressed the fuck out you know and you're not really having a good time or if you play a really macro heavy game you're you're so focused on like optimizing something and then at some point you're like wait this is just like a spreadsheet simulator you know wrapped up in a pretty you know interface and satisfactory so, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and so um 
I yeah, I my favorite I some of my favorite games because I've played a good number of indie games. Some of my favorite ones are just really simple. Just it would be I guess cozy would be the right description of it, but um where it's you don't have a you don't have a a background on your character. You don't have a talent tree. You know, you move around and it's it's some it's a it's a simple game. Well, that's kind of also I feel like um to kind of hit on some of the Diablo 4 stuff. That's kind of, and maybe this is a hot take. I get it that there's <laughs> mid-maxers and everyone is like trying to like their play, you know, um, these ARPGs um, like to the, uh, you know, to the to the mid-max. And I, I get that that's how they want to play it. But I feel like to the gate, the, the, uh, the podcast is casual take. Let's capture the casual take here on, on Diablo. I feel like they got a nice balance with all the systems in there and there's just the right amount of complexity and I, where I can just sit there and respec and like play around with a bunch of different specs. Um, the Paragon boards, the, um, the way itemization works, I get it that like things and drops and RNG maybe isn't perfect, but I do like how the RNG of what you're getting and picking up is sort of forcing you to build your character in a certain different ways in an optimized way. And like, I feel like that in itself is the skill and that in itself can offer t- what am I doing between dungeons and like between just grinding and pressing button mashing It's like, I'm kind of thinking about how I can make all these puzzle pieces fit together from the items that I'm getting. And I just feel like they did just enough. And there's some depth there if you really are trying to mid max it and everything, but it also just feels like I also appreciate the simplicity of what that end product is and what they got, what they gave us. And sure they can always add into that. It's way, I feel like it's harder to take systems away, uh, away than it is to um, just come out with like less is more, you know, than it is, than it is to just add new stuff in. Um, and I feel like there's, there's always a, they can always add stuff in, but it's just like, I feel like they had to strike the nice balance, at least from the, my casuals perspective, you know? And it's like, mm. it, the, you know, I'm not in any hurry to just like sit there and run through the campaign just to get to seasonal content. Everyone's like, yeah. that the seasonal content's not perfect. And it's like, I mean, dude, what do you expect? Like you burned through 80. It took a while, two years to make 80 hours of gameplay, really, you know? I mean, the game is like so detailed. Like I'll catch myself in those moments where it's like, there's like all these weird statues around and it's like some dudes praying to it and you end up killing some big demon. But afterwards I'll like zoom in and I'll just be kind of like sitting there looking at the environment being like, there's so much depth and detail. Like I know you were doing that with D2 Resurrected. Eric, you were like looking at Luke Lane, like you were zooming in and you're like, wow, okay, I can like see all the weird things on the walls and like, you know, the way that people are moving around. And, and I feel like Diablo 4 really took that, that, that like idea that the guys made for D2R, like the details and like making the environments look unique. Like they wanted that too. So it's like you feel really immersed. Like it's definitely the most like immersion that I've felt in a Diablo game too. Like it feels very like I'm in the game. You know what I mean? And you don't feel that powerful too, unless you're a werebear druid like me. But <laughs> but like it's um it's been good, man. I like like what you were saying, Chris, it's a very like you can play the game like how you want to play it. You know, and it's and they're not really forcing you down some it's however what items you get kind of influence what you're gonna do next. And I've already had like three or four different builds but like you know i got this series of like legendaries that just forced me into the werebear but it's been really cool because i never thought that would be fun i was like oh the bear like oh it seems tank like just all tank but you know the big smash 
like I'll do these like big smash crits and just kind of one shot things, and that was kind of a eye opening, fun little thing to see. So yeah, it's been good. I uh, you came in, uh, you, you <clears throat> came in, uh, came in with the druid. That's kind of like was the first character in class you rolled. I mean, dude, I love. I mean, I love the druids in D two. Um, so D four, it was just natural to pick that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, been good. It's fun. They felt like they played well, and I felt like also just going through um, the initial story of the game, and mm-hmm. made me want to go back. Like I feel like what I want to do is get a get a full, nice, clean playthrough, and then go back and play D two, <sighs> appreciate the lore and the content in that, and kind of connect it. And then if I want to go back and do a seasonal playthrough and do the campaign again, then it's like I'll come back with new um, like full context. Like one of the things I did do is like watch all the cinematics and kind of go back i definitely like uh, uh watched all the lore uh cinematics but as somebody that like wasn't like 100 percent on all the diablo lore it's like shit it's like how many lores are at systems are i gonna learn um it was nice to actually learn all that and then it really actually i felt like they did a good job of like capturing like that whole story in there and then it just kind of added just even a, cu- a couple new layers of meaning just watching the cinematics and some of the pre pre-launch cinematics they sent out about the lore wrap-ups like a, it was like a four series uh overview and i was like dude this is sick and mm. so now i feel like i'm gonna go back because i was trying to f- like like i was getting fatigued through diablo 2 again and now i'm gonna go back to diablo 2 and really appreciate it because um i can actually kind of like go back and recontextualize the story i just played through on, from diablo 4's perspective and i don't even really think about diablo 3 it's just like <laughs> story was kind of whack but I did do a playthrough. I just like, you know, I wasn't as invested. It's very in forgettable. Yeah, the whole like Nephilim. Like, God, I can't even tell you what it was. Like, I'm like still. But yeah. But um, the last couple thoughts on Diablo Four is um, because I know we got a lot of stuff um we want to cover, especially with some of the wild hardcore stuff. Is mm-hmm. um, one of the thing reasons why I think. Diablo did strike that ni- that nice balance, and then you were talking about the spectrum of like idle gaming. Is uh, <clears throat> I think people have to make choices and decisions all day, and like, and there's sort of this choice fatigue. And if you look at Poe, which I have downloaded, logged in, made an account, looked at that, and just took one look at the complexity of that, and I was <laughs> like, dude, there's no way. Like, what am I? I'm gonna have to get certified in Poe or something. You like, have to get a build for that. I've tried you know, playing then, it without it. It is restrictive. It's so rest- It has so many decisions that you mm-hmm. end up playing completely on rails and you don't do anything. And you, whereas like at least yeah. having it like Diablo, they have it boiled down like three options or you know two variations, three variations. It's like four, it's like, right, yeah, mm-hmm. four, sure. And then if you want the additional complexity, I like this about the class design, which is like okay. So Sorceress is pretty straightforward. That's what I'm playing. It's nice and vanilla. But it's like, okay, you want to manage another system? There's Rogue. You can start. You can add combo points into the mix. Oh, you want to manage another system? Okay, do the Necromancer and start to have body placement and figure out how you're going to have bodies. So you, you can layer like a system and a half, you know what I'm saying, into if you want to, ha- if you want to actually like push yourself to like play a more complex game and add that. Even though it's like... It's not like the end all be all to add additional complexity, but it's like definitely action based and attention based. And if you're like trying to just play mm. a more casual playthrough, then it's like I specifically didn't want to pick Rogue because I didn't want to mess with combo point management, you know? Or, and mm. I, I was, I, and I do like the lore of the Necromancer, but I was like, I don't even want to think about bodies. I just want to have, I just want to play Diablo when I get off work and just have a chill playthrough. And I am playing on the whatever, the level two difficulty, whatever the, 
the yeah, I did try to I wanted to play through the more difficult starting um difficulty. And so it's like with a nice little difficulty, have some fun boss boss fights, take it through and, and I can solo it. And I'm not even really mo- that multiplayer dependent. It's like a nice little single action based single player RPG is kind of how you can play it if, to yourself if you want to. Mm, yeah, I agree. Yeah, there was this weird build that I had where I was like, it was the werebear where it changed my secondary attack, like the combo spender or the, the resource spender um to earth damage and i was trying to juggle this thing where i had another legendary that made it to where it's like when you did earth damage your next storm would deal damage like extra damage like more crit or whatever and i was trying to like juggle this like in between where i would do the earth smash and then just like try to juggle in like a storm spell and uh it was pretty annoying (laughs) kind of a lot but i I liked that that was still in a like i still could do that even though I was like, you know, shape shifting or whatever, you know, as a bear, like it still gave me the like that road to go down if I wanted to, you know. And it wasn't ideal, you know, but it's fun that like you, you know, you can, right? So you're playing, but uh, and yeah, Druid Wow, you're playing, you're playing Druid and Wow, right? And uh, before you stop, uh, you put it, put down the oh, put down the old, the old oh yeah, yeah the you Lich talk King. about that reminds me oh, of the yeah whatever your whatever your rotation was having a hit. Like, oh, the bear weaving <laughs> in, in rap. Oh, that was so RP, dumb. Whether you know it or not. Oh, that was so dumb. It's like I uninstalled Lich King today because I wanted to clear space for no. this. Oh, yeah, I uninstalled. I mean, I I canceled my subscription too. So. Oh, but, but, you know, that leads us into our next conversation, you know? Yeah. Keep your feet on the ground. So, you know, (laughs) 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 we're going (laughs) to, we're all going to play classic hardcore Uh, together. (laughs) Yeah. Hardcore. Well, so that, so (laughs) we were talking about, I, I haven't played Diablo 4. I played the beta and it was cool, but anyways, just don't have much to add to that, but with wow um talking about playing it casually i feel like hardcore almost allows you to be a more casual wow player because you could focus especially with the ways that that. they've laid out so the because it makes it like a more of a um almost like more of a sim like you're kind of like forced to slow down you know i mean you can't just you can't just face roll shit and uh and and you have to interact with your you know people in the world and uh and there's there's more at stake if you were to make poor decisions you know and so i i think that i so i have not played unofficial hardcore um so i don't have that perspective but I read through the hardcore announcement, you know, talking about how they're doing it. Wait, you didn't play any hardcore at all? No. Oh wow, really? Yeah, no. I, I think it was I, just I you and me, know. and Tony. Oh, I don't know. I just did. Oh, you did. Had, the, you did the reroll before that, where we just rerolled a... the vanilla characters. No. Oh yeah, and no. oh, and wait, well, I know we want to get to the wild hardcore, but we also did forget that Eric had a um a baby in between uh, episodes, our last episode and this episode. That's right. That's right. Little, that's how long these uh daddy little czar jr um yes yeah, so no i've been a little busy lately but um congratulations think, on that thank you so but with 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 wow hardcore i'm excited i was saying this when we were kind of talking about it last night we were reading about the blue post came out last night um 
you know, today's the, what, the 29th. So the Blue Post came out on the 28th talking about the rules. Uh, they titled the Rules of Engagement for, for WoW Hardcore. And so we were kind of talking about it here in Discord. And um, I feel like it's going to... Um, it, 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 it is almost forcing to kind of recapture some of the magic of vanilla, I think. And the thing, you know, one of our one of our friends was pretty um, certain that the fact that you could still die once you reach level 60 was going to be this big negative thing about um, about WoW Hardcore. And this is speaking as someone who didn't play the unofficial Hardcore stuff, but I was just thinking like, well, part of the magic of Hardcore is the de- is the journey, right? I mean, pretty much all of the magic is the journey, right? And the thing that it the thing is is that if you make it to 60 and then you do raid, it makes it that much more impressive because he was saying you know well if you make it a 60 then that's impressive people on your server see you and they're like wow you know he did it without dying but in this like can you imagine it on a hardcore server an official hardcore server where if you die you're you're done right you turn into a ghost you could transfer off server but otherwise you're done can you imagine seeing someone in like any sort of tier gear basically or any raid gear like dude or like in a the Thunder Fury would be like as oh. as epic as it was in vanilla, if not more, probably more, more epic for sure. Well, in the non like the non official hardcore, there were some like really geared people in the non official, yeah. and you're like, how the fuck have you not died? And you have like Blackwing yeah, layer tier gear. What kind of progression? Yeah. I, I mean, at this rate, yeah. I mean, it's probably crazy now, but. But to piggyback of what you said with the transferring off, if they have the new hardcore servers and then they have the the servers where you go to afterwards, like that's kind of an interesting like because I was thinking in my head, I was like, what could they do? Like if you die at 60, like you just have like a certain area of the map where it's like everybody who's just dead, you're just there and you're like hanging out, you know, like and you could talk and be like, how did you die or whatever? Like, but then I think I feel like it would just be better if you had a server that it automatically transferred you to. Or you could could transfer to, you know what I mean? It's like a whatever RP PVP server or something like that, you know what I mean? Or 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 whatever you you could choose, right? And that would be interesting because you're like, and then if it had like your stats or like told like, I don't know, that'd be kind of funny. Well, to that see. that is that that is an element. Like so on the as part of the so just to take a step back here, there was a official post from Blizzard um, on the rules of engagement on, on hardcore. And so how did, like, how does that even work? Like that's called, I believe that's what the title of the post was. And then on that post specifically, they start that off. Let's kind of go through this real quick. Um, the the first thing they address is death on hardcore. What happens there? So if, if you die, you can't resurrect on that hardcore realm. However, your character is not necessarily lost. If you die after dying on the help, a hardcore realm, Quote, players will be able to choose or utilize the free character move service and their dead ca- and move their dead character to a non-hardcore classic era realm. So that's so cool. That's kind of what you're what you're saying, and, mm-hmm. and not all your work is sort of gone. Um, but I do like how everybody you're seeing in the game itself is actually uh, solely has been alive. That's going to be something that's fundamentally different than the add-on experience. Um, one thing that you know that specifically that like they went through is the trading and like i one aspect that i think i i'm i'm kind of back and forth on is um 
I feel like trading, not having no trade, I see the spirit of that because the items that are in the ecosystem, you want to have only been obtained through hardcore people that were doing hardcore. But also having said that, I like the self-sufficiency of not trading when you're in the game and like being forced to have it to craft everything. And that made like brought this whole new dynamic to professions. And I feel like the significance of professions while not completely diminished with hardcore, like there's still impressions are uh, uh, professions are still going to matter. This I, I'm not sure how I feel about being able to trade and use auction house as part of the new rules that are coming out, because I feel like well, it's just going to take away the uh, what do you, aspect. So well, it, but like, I would so I would and that added I, way more like that's like gave leatherworking a purpose, you know. You know well, but I would say that with the way that they have the setup, and again, I didn't play an official, and I see what you mean, but I would say so for one, there should be less gold inflation right because it's going to be harder to farm gold there will still will be gold farmers like let's be clear people are going to buy gold on hardcore servers hopefully it's more expensive because it's harder to farm but the whole um the whole idea that professions are useless is not a thing especially before level 60 assuming you even make it there because think about it everything <clears throat> Everything has so much more at stake. Let's say you want to get to level 60. Let's say you want to run Upper Black Rock Spire, right? 10-man raid. You can't just roll up in there in your fucking quest greens, like, thinking that you're going to be safe. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is, you're... Your blacksmith, if your blacksmiths, your leather workers, they are going to have gear that is not the best gear, but it's good enough to make it so that you have a better shot at not dying when you're going for that next level of gear. And if you're able to farm that stuff without having to risk a lot, you know, you're out in the world farming it versus having to run. Because that's the thing is, there's the other thing is that there's a dungeon lockout before level 60. You could run each dungeon once every 24 hours before level 60. And so if you're a blacksmith and you want new armor and you want a certain piece from i don't even know you know dead mines or something okay are you gonna sit there running that once a day for a week trying to get that piece of armor no or are you just gonna say you know what fuck it i'm gonna go farm some materials engage in the economy and actually like you know make, yeah like make use of my profession i think professions mm-hmm. still i think they have a value for sure um and I'm hoping that the gold economy is not as inflated. Like I said, it's going to happen. There's going to be people buying and selling gold for sure. Well, but I'm hoping it's not as inflated. Well, it's with the, <clears throat> I mean, to continue up the blue post, they are removing the buff and debuff limits. So that makes it to where you're going to need less, like, gold to be, because you don't need as much, like, for raiding and doing the high level things, like, anybody can throw a debuff up and you know, it's extra damage, because before it's like, you know, regular WoW Classic, there's only, you know, 15 debuffs or whatever the hell it is. I can't remember what it is, 20 debuffs. So it makes it to where, like, you have to make more ch- different choices with your spells and your spell rotations, right? I like that, yeah, because your entire, like, even as rogues and, like, bleeds and stuff, you couldn't... Poisons! Uh, you you know, couldn't have poisons. Yeah, you had to have poison. instant poison. Yeah. You can't have deadly. But but with the, the whole... But the thing, though, that's unique about these servers is that the problem with the old way with the, you know, you have the add-on, like, da-da-da-da, is that it's a regular server. There's people there that are trolling, and there's people there that are, you know, not hardcore, and there's people, like, those people could inflate, you know, the auction house, right? They could sell shit. This is just hardcore. Like, if you die, you're done. You're no more hardcore. Like, you're out. You're off the server. So like, that even been, when was the last time was that truly done like that in an MMO? 
Like maybe some version of a variant of EverQuest. You know what I'm saying? I don't think any. I don't think anybody's ever done like Diablo was the big like deleted visually from the server. Your character is done. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. The yes. Like um. The Diablo series, Diablo yeah, Hardcore. I don't think yeah. Ever EverQuest had death penalties where you'd lose like experience or whatever, but never anything yeah. like your character's dead. And with WoW, I mean, it's like there's so much time to get a character from one to sixty. It's hours of played time, you know. So what it's do, uh, hopefully like because you know like when um, there was like people that were playing D4 Hardcore and then they would like be in a dungeon, they would they would get DC'd and then something would happen where their player their character would end up getting killed and then Blizzard <laughs> immediately responded pretty quickly with the fix where like they basically changed some buff or some mechanic to where when you got DC'd then that would basically avoid that situation from happening. And they responded pretty quickly. And it's like, I wonder what type of things they're going to change from that perspective in the WoW hardcore. Because I feel like they're going to have to have a, hopefully some type of DC consideration. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, damn, you never, not only did you play, but you never disconnected. In the well, they, like, I mean, you got to think the metadata that flows through Blizzard is they get every second by the second of game time flowing through every character you know what i mean while the add-on doesn't have that they have only the access to you actually playing and then you recording your screen and being like oh i dc'd and then you died to a bear or whatever you know what i mean but like blizzard has play by play you dc'd exactly at this second millisecond of time and then you were taking auto attack damage for the rest of it like they know that shit you know what i mean like so i mean it they i mean they said in the blue post right they're gonna have more people tasked to just hardcore they're hiring more people that are going to be you know gms for just hardcore because i mean nobody gives a shit about the regular game let's just be honest like nobody cares about retail like it's not drawing the numbers like an unofficial wow hardcore is like that's drawing Uh, them so much revenue i would would avoid being too broad stroked in that i'm just saying i'm just saying like i mean they've been they've been trying to get people to play it and I mean, it's just people want the nostalgia. People like this. People are on the nostalgia kick right now. I would, I would you see. Know? I would, I, I think what I really would want to see is, um, like how the classic numbers stack up against retail usage and logins and active Bro. users and how that looks like. And if the fact, if and Dude, I want to see if they're within servers. shot of each other. Those servers were huge. Even white main and like the combined servers. It was like there was so much activity. Like there's so many people playing WoW Classic right now. Like vanilla. Where it's like people have already like I'm seeing people running around on that white main server where it's like they have full tier three and ATIESH. And and it's like three guys I see with all ATIESH. And you know, you see another guy with like five people with Thunder Fury. You know what I mean? It's like but there's still level twenties running around and there's deadmine groups and whaling cave groups. There's you know, which is crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like like Blizzard has gotten so many subscriptions off the wow hardcore unofficial like that made them a shitload of money and now having their own that's just going to be even more money like i don't know how many servers are going to spin up but they better spin up like five or six like yeah. at least i know something that i'm really excited about and i mentioned this last night was what sort of emergent gameplay is going to come about and one oh, that yeah. i imagine is going to be a thing and i really hope it is i think it would be so sick with the whole okay so there's a system the duel to the death system that's where you can challenge someone to a duel to the death right and so and there's and the the victor gets a buff it's called a string of ears and it shows how many victories they've had while dueling to the death and so 
what I picture is there's going to be people on your server that are like, you know, the fucking head honcho never dude. died right i mean if you're alive you've never died that's how it is and if they that have if they have, dude. if they have that like 40 50 strings of ears it's like dude, dude. i've won 50 duels in a row for, and for everyone dying, this is a know? permanent buff and then on the yeah. mouse over text on the image in the post on the mouse over text it'll say in this case they have seven and it says seven string of ears so seven trophies gathered as victories while dueling to the death so it's yeah. going to have an active count and Basically, you, you will have that as an always active buff. You'll probably pick up an ear too, and you'll have yeah. that if you want it. And so know? I could imagine, I could imagine where, like, you know, you know, it's gonna happen where there's gonna be some ridiculous guild that's like, you know, fight night or something, and there's a guy in a full <laughs> tuxedo suit in the Gurabashi Arena. The, the <laughs> arena and it's like every Thursday night there's fight night, you know, dude. And so oh, and there's, like, there's like, there's like, there's like weight classes, you know, there's like levels 30, 40, 50, oh, 60, you know, and 60 is like the main ticket, you know, and like, dude, I was even saying, I bet there'll be betting on that i bet like fucking DraftKings gonna get involved you know and well arena's gonna work because the slash pvp command you cannot go into pvp well, unless you, you slash pvp so yeah you so will, everyone could go and look and just be fine you could just chill there and watch yeah you will be able to make like the you will be able to make the you know pvp like twinks right like that's definitely going to be a thing too well, at sure, 60 yeah. but like i kind of was thinking about it like you know how whenever people duel and you kill someone in a duel and they have the one health and they like get on all they like take a knee and they or like they kneel down to you and they they like beg dude what if it was like the duel it wasn't you just kill them but they do that and then they're <laughs> they're sitting there and you have the choice to just kill them or or let them live now, how like do you, can that, you like once you start a duel to the death you cannot like it's like how does that work i don't what know see that's see that's why i was saying with this see because people can't just like i mean i think there's going to be dueling and there's going to be duel to the death so i think there's going to be like you can what's regular the, duel on it no so i actually it. i actually just saw this too so um okay, dueling is practice see. too like you want to practice shit too Oh, and it's funny. It pops up with a warning. Whenever you start, it, a pop-up comes up. That's a warning, and you have to type "I agree" to begin. So there's no type it. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Confused on it. That's good. Uh, I wait, like that. Really? Where's that? Where does it say that? So it says, uh, "Duel to death." Oh, is there permanent. we go. It's okay. Like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> to issue a duel to the death, you will need to right-click on the target's portrait and request a duel oh, to the God. death from the context menu. A duel to the death can also be triggered by selecting the target and typing Magora. That's right. In the chat oh, yeah, window. Magora. Yeah. Damn, look, Taragar, baby. Before commencing combat, both parties must read and acknowledge a warning message and type, I agree, to begin. That's yeah. crazy. But then, so then it goes on to say, so um, you can't earn ears before level 10, and you also don't earn it if you're too many levels apart. It doesn't say details beyond that. But oh, yeah, so, so you can't just you can't farm them. somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be dumb. I, uh, that's so like, it's people legit. People are gonna man. cheese that. People are literally. Like, what are they gonna level? Like they're gonna level up to level thirty or fifteen just to like feed somebody. No, so that's that so annoying. That'd be so annoying. Yeah, because yeah, no, I, mean, I guess you have to have a certain number within a certain range. So I mean, yeah. you could do level 16. ten. You could do level ten, and like you just have your friends make level tens. Like oh, 15 string of ears, and it's like you were level twelve and they're level ten. Like fucking loser. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah, sure. There's always going to be a way to game it, but you yeah, know, they put in, they put stuff in to make it pretty, um, pretty legit. So, 
That's what I'm really excited for is like the emergent gameplay stuff because there should be more. I mean, grouping up matters more. You know, you need to actually make sure, like, hey, are you a fucking real person? Like, do you know anything? Like, are you going to be able to heal me? Like, you know, yeah. Like, can I trust you? Like, do I want to group with you? So, Um, are are we going? Are we going alliance again? Rolling alliance again? Are we going horde, baby? uh, Yeah, I got it. I feel like alliance is going to be packed though. It's gonna be packed. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna want to avoid. I'm gonna want to avoid the streamer server for sure. That's gonna be my no, goal. Oh no, let's go to the. I want to go to the. I want to go to the. the I, don't Hong Kong. Q, I don't want Q. I don't want Q. I want the biggest one. I want, I want the, the New one. York. I want to go to the New York. I, wanna I don't want the biggest Q one because so. I feel like those even. But yeah, but think about it. Like the streamer servers, I guess. Like I don't know what they're gonna be, but like. Those are probably going to be the ones where those big fight night things happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. That is true. That, like, I want to see the true. crazy shit that's yeah. going to go off. Can you imagine being in Yubarashi be... Arena with like 500 other people and like watching one duel, you know? All right, rapid fire though. I, I sent you these notes, Eric, on your direct message. Yeah. But, um, okay, so rapid fire. We went through the PvP stuff. There'll be also this new war games mechanic that's happening. So I kind of want to read more about that. Quest and NPC adjustments, death requirement quests. So if you like the quests that require you to die have been altered. Escort related NPCs are now safe from player attacks. So that's nice. Uh, cre- uh, creature lash, or cre- uh, sorry, creature leash. Um, so that, that we're going to see kind of griefing be curbed on that so with the leashes there. I'm interested to see how much that actually helps. Um, Dungeons have the 24-hour lockout. We talked about that um, for players below level 60. So power, basically power leveling is restricted, which will be fun. Yeah. And, uh, and so that should also curb like a lot of the just like selling, like the selling uh, for selling runs, you know. Yeah. And, like honestly, you could kind of be like more like a mercenary if you're like a really geared out twink or something, you know. Yeah. But that also like opens at level 60. Like that's when you can be like, hey – like I'm super geared. Hire me to, you know, heal you through this dungeon, tank you through this dungeon. But that would only be level sixties dealing with other level sixties, like, you know. And even at that, it's still there's still the risk factor. There's no kind of I don't know. It's just, you know. Does does quitting the group, um, like while you're in the dungeon, automatically hit your auto hearth? I bet I bet you that's still yeah. Like, be I, I, everyone's gonna bail. I think I read behavior. that. Yeah. Everyone bails on you as soon as shit goes wrong in the middle of the. I of think the, that the, I think I read that that's a thing. So yeah, we'll see how that pans out, right? Because that could be potentially pretty whack. Paladins can't use Hearthstone during protective spells, so you can't do Bubble Hearth as a Pally. They made that because other class life saving abilities like Shaman's Resurrect and or Reincarnate and Warlock Soulstones those aren't a thing in this. Like if you die, you die. And so leaving the Bubble Hearth in basically was like. It wouldn't have made sense, right? Given that they're taking out the other stuff, or they're making it so the other stuff doesn't actually help them anymore. Yeah, while you're bubbled, you can't hearth. Like hearth is right. just grayed out. Yeah, man. I, I so so what what classes are we thinking here? I know Eric. Eric's thinking warrior or priest. Yeah, Chris. I yeah. kind of, dude. I'm kind of. You were talking about priest. Have you ever played a fucking paladin, dude? Yes, yes. I've yeah, played a little bit of everything at this point, but I feel like I haven't really truly leveled up a priest. I haven't really truly leveled up a warrior. Um, I have to. I'd have to like do like I've only just dabbled. That's 
sub 40 game. Dude, what about Rogue? Oh, yeah. What about a Druid? Have you played a Druid before? Honestly, that seems like that. I always like want to get there, but I never get past just like the awkward phase. You know what I mean? It's like you got to get you got to get like 25. 25 is like peak Druid. 26, like your cat form starting to hit hard. Bear, you got pretty much every ability. I will say those Druid quests would be pretty intense on hardcore. We'd have to get all the boys involved to help with those. All I'm saying, dude, the no, the hardcore part is Night Elf. Being a night elf in the starting zone and doing that damn furbolg dungeon. Yeah. That is the yeah, worst. Yeah, that. That is, you just avoid that quest just until you're level. Dude. If you're like three levels higher than it, you might be able to do it. Like yeah. I think you might want to just avoid that one. That dungeon's a nightmare for sure. Because I know I know Tate wants to do rogue. I would do like mage. I really would like a mage. Eric would like to do priest. Um Priest or warrior? Or warrior, yeah. But one of the two. I mean, if you do warrior, Chris can do priest. Warrior is like cocky, dude. Yeah, but do I? You're like like tanking (laughs) shit, dude, and you're getting one shot with some some healer. Oh, man. Well, warrior is the same thing where it's like, well, we got to trust our healer. Yeah. (laughs) Whoever might be our healer. That's what I'm saying. Who's going to be the healer? Just go warlock. I think, yeah. Well, Tate was talking about wanting to do warlock, too. He, I was talking to him today about him. He was really looking like he's like, I want to do rogue. He's like, he really yeah. wanted rogue, like wanted like a dwarf rogue was like his big thing or human. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I, I was his... feeling mage because we have to have a mage, like have to. Like mages are so good with the water and the and the food, yeah. and the poly. It's just too good. Well, and the and the portals, just having the portals. portals yeah. Like, I mean, I love. Much. I've been wanting to play like a raw DPS with no heals for a long time. We got to rope in Tony because I know Tony's going to play. Tim sounded like he didn't want to play. I, I want to give a shout out to Tony hitting level 30 on the naked challenge. Dude, that's crazy. But then he died at that 30, was, though. I know. And it's like, all right, he's level 30. <laughs> I get it. People have mid-maxed and everything. But like, dude, you just wanted that stake when he got cocky. You, any 90% of the people, if you're like being like, if you're like scoffing at a level 30 naked run, it's like, go get a, go get you, go hit a level 30 naked run. And, uh, you know, get comments somewhere, give us some feedback and let us know how it went. But that's definitely challenging for sure. I got, I got real cocky on my Druid at 23, 22, whatever, whatever level he was. I was trying to kill those ogres naked though. That's, that's, I mean, you can't really, I mean, what classes can you really do that with besides Hunter and, and Warlock? Talk about trying to like really sink your time. Dude, I saw, (laughs) dude, I saw the highest level hardcore that I saw. And this dude was, I mean, the the unofficial had a lot of crazy achievements. This dude had the most insane achievements I have ever seen. He was like level 40 or 45 or something. He was a troll warrior, naked challenge. And also there's one where you can't switch from battle stance or some shit. Like you can only be in (laughs) battle stance. And he's first person the entire time. Jesus. First person, naked, battle stance, like... And I'm like, D- dude, you are. Just I'm like, how? For punishment. Like, he's just like, I. He's like, it took me forever to get to this point. Like, I'm taking like every fight. I'm looking. He's like, he said he was like panning his camera around every time he kills something, and he's just looking at oh. every direction. Like, okay, okay, can I charge this thing or do I need to chill? Oh, that sounds terrible. It didn't yeah, sound I'm, fun. I'm all. very excited. <laughs> I just, I said this last night too, though. I'm just so happy. As someone who's played WoW on and off forever, mm-hmm. I'm so happy to have 
it feels like before classic launched i mean that it's like so just great. yeah it's such a time to like i don't know i'm just so excited for something that's got me excited to play wow again well, I, I mean, and especially that, the vanilla too. It's just so good. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's this is the other thing I like. I really wanted to touch on was um, people have been asking for Classic Plus for mm-hmm. like a while and everything. How are we gonna do it and everything? Hyjal, Gilneas. And this was like a nice like. This might as well be I'd like if if they had to do a class if they had to like stealth push a version of WoW into production that was uh, vanilla WoW yeah. that was a Classic Plus variation. This is this like is the it. first step to do that. You're yeah. talking about core like game mechanic modifications and tweaks. You're talking about the spirit of the game is still there. The soul of the game is still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about new emergent social me- uh, mechanics, but but you're doing that all in a package that's not a new expansion, a new content and release, and you're re-releasing yeah. it with this variation. That to me sounds like the spirit of what people are asking for. Just very subtle changes and. I think they they do want some new content with Classic Plus and some of the old stuff they should have launched and da 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 da. But I think um, just getting just getting somewhere in the middle of that, it's like this is like wow, okay, this, they're giving the people uh, what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, I see this as like okay, if this is a success, what comes next year? You know, do we get yeah. like a true Classic Plus with like some sort I of so. I don't even know, like you know, Vanilla World, but with different races or you know however they want to do it different yeah. classes like be like hygel new raids like the raids they wanted to do you know so, i mean there's like plenty of them you just walk around i mean there's like one in ashara that they didn't do there's yeah. hygel that you can get into like just literally dig up the old archives that metzen and whoever else were like oh we couldn't get to that just fucking do it just make it you know make yeah. it the, make it another tier 2.5 or you know, make it something after tier three, three point five. You know, that's the thing. Okay, goals for class, goals for hardcore. Obviously, making it to sixty would be sick. Um, uh, I mean, I feel like that's like the that is my goal is to get oh, to sixty. Fuck. I don't, I don't think, I don't plan on making it. I'd give it a shot. A couple Dude, times. that level so much of that I can take. I don't Dude. think I'm gonna be raiding, but I think I want to do like the full epic dungeon set. If I did that, I'd be oh like, yeah, I'd the hardcore. epic one, like yeah, yeah. So, like, you get or, or ten man. Like, you do ten man. Is, is that tier one? Is that tier one? Uh, no, it's tier point five. But oh, that's yeah. So that's a thing. You upgrade them. You pay gold that. to upgrade them, and you do quests. Yeah, because yeah, ten mans will be a thing. All the ten mans, AQ twenty. ZG. All the content is available upon release. You'll be able to do Dire Maul and all that. Yeah, yeah, I think if I just have all Dungeon Blues and Epics or whatever, you know, I'd be happy. You know, oh, I'd be happy. Man. Dude, I it's like, going to be like so sketchy. Trio run. Um, like we all get together and just and we just and we hit it. And then that way we I feel like because like grouping up, you're going to really get a pug out like some of those no. market dungeons or i will not be, you got, you I, if a, i'm that's if the I'm, fun part of uh you got to be a little bit more of hardcore you gotta be more methodical about that. i yeah. think like uh, raid progression with every dungeon we were talking about that eric yeah, yeah i think uh i think we should probably do duos doing the duo and the non chris was really fun i really like that and just don't play a lot if you're gonna play in your off time do professions do other shit like just try to not get too over leveled with your friends like i think everybody should be within five levels of each other maybe three you know and just try to be paired as much as you can because eric, <laughs> eric logs in first day of classic wow hardcore okay guys we're all going to do the trio leveling together 
and then it's like boom baby starts crying gone yeah babe <laughs> it's hardcore i told you this now i'm yeah. hoping my i'm hoping i don't think it, i don't know when it comes out but as long as it's after my test i should be fine which is i think it July, should probably so. be august or so if i had to guess yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it should be fun. We're gonna play with. Um, we're gonna make a. We're gonna make a little. You're gonna. We're gonna make him into a. Yeah, um, a healer. It's gonna be our, yeah. our team healer. Yeah. yeah. Chris, I loved what you <laughs> said. You said one thing about hardcore, which like spoke to its like, um, I guess like the spirit of it was that it changes WoW from being this like, oh, I gotta grind to sixty and get up there, to where it makes the world like a dungeon. Or like a raid, like that, every like you can, that is the game. Like you every quest is a, is a dungeon because you're like, if I die, I'm done. You know, that's the thing. I love yeah. the stakes. And Tate, t- you know, Tate, bless him, was having such a hard time with it bless last him. night. I know, he's, I know, he's come around by now. But like, I was like, dude, I my favorite thing probably is me really nerding out. It's my casual take. That just the RP aspect of like, mm-hmm. no, this world was made for mortal people. Yeah, <laughs> and that's who I am. Like my yeah. character is mortal. Like. All true. this shit matters so much more. Fucking getting this, you know, going to the innkeeper and making sure I got like, plenty of food for this quest, like. Or like uh, getting like um, a level eighteen enchantment. Yeah. Oh, yes, dude. see. Yes, dude. Yes. You get a green, and you're like, oh my god, dude. <laughs> I could live. Well, like... well, like the scrolls. I was like using the scrolls and shit. Yeah. You know, anytime dude. a quest gave me like potions, I'm using the potions. All those shitty potions, you're popping them constantly. Well, dude, I mean, if we have anybody that's you know Taylor Enchanter or whatever, like I probably I, I will I take. Priest, yeah. I'll if take the priest, two I'd stamina. Do Taylor, Taylor Fuck it. Alchemy. If yeah. I was a priest, but. Yeah, so good. just yeah. to confirm though there wasn't anything specific that was referenced about grouping and so like we that should then if we can group and that's all fair game then if we're doing those like uh quest specific mobs and we should just be able to group versus having to sit there and wait in a line or like because that's like the one last critique i have because yeah like, God, we'll be able I to quest i want to be in west Wall, sitting there in some freaking line that sounds like a... I, For the Defias messenger or whatever. Oh, yeah. Man. You oh, can group with the, anybody. You'll be able to group with anybody. Yeah, you'll be able to group with anybody. We're in the mines in Elwyn Forest for, uh, lined up. And then it's like, I don't want to be an asshole and kill the mob, but I'm definitely making the macro to target that, and I'm going to hit it as soon as I can get it. <laughs> Dude, I was like, there was, a, there was an undead that was trying to grief on my rogue, and I was like, I was not having it. I was killing oh, him. I man. He was level like, he was level like 17, and I was level 20, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking kill you every time. Like, I killed this guy like three times. He was not hardcore, but I was taking the risk to be like, fuck you, I'm killing you. Yeah. <laughs> I killed this guy three times. I was just gonna say, um, the PTR started today? For hardcore? Yeah, yeah, on public test realm. Yeah, it started today, I think. So like, there should be oh tons more information coming out soon. And level cap is thirty on the on the PTR realm. Uh, let's see, this is a blue post, but it's on Wowhead. Um, okay, let me read. Let me let me fill you on this. Yeah, Welcome to Classic Era 1.14.4 test. Screen share. Screen share. All right. Um, <laughs> Setting to be missing. Dungeon currently saves players after a boss is killed. XP. Yes, this is all work in progress. So XP is currently bosses only. Um, Has the worst resolution. I yeah, can... it looks terrible. I can barely read it. No, I have. It I have like, y'all on my. I have y'all on my like vertical predator, screen. Predator. Predator language. 
Um, <laughs> least strangest, 500 yards. Currently, when players die, their auctions of mail are not cleared. Cleared mail and active auctions will be cleared and deleted on player death in a future update to the PTR. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine? You have like all these items. Oh, here and you go. And they just get cleared out of the auction house. Okay, oh, here wow. you go. We've made adjustments to the time that players stay in the world after disconnecting. This function is a work in progress, and testers may find themselves remaining in game for longer than expected after certain disconnects. We recommend not forcibly disconnecting to avoid a death, as your character will remain in game world for a short time. While we intend this time to be short enough to potentially help prevent an accidental death, i.e. due to disconnect when traveling through the world, or engage in a very safe combat, if you are in genuine danger of dying or an, and are at a very low health, a forced disconnect is unlikely to save you. Avoid wow. overpulling, always have a viable escape route. Um, Error the on the side of the death, fuck it. The minimum player level required to gain or grant stacks of string of ear buff is currently 10. This will be raised to 19 in a future PTR update. Currently, no penalty for fleeing from a duel to death. In a future update, we intend to implement very punishing, very punishing deserter-style debuff for oh players my that God. flee an honorable duel to the death in order oh to prevent exploits and non-participation. You can flee! Oh, wow. <laughs> you can flee! The you can run away! System. Yeah, dude, can you imagine? <laughs> you're, you're like, uh, yeah, dude. Can you imagine? Dude, lock you, you up in the stocks. Dude. Throw tomatoes at you. Yeah, dude, no. You See, that's tomatoes. what's cool. Give like, you a I debuff. See, that's Fleed. Like, I, hope Blizzard, I hope Blizzard just leans into that shit and is like, dude, no. If you do that, there's like a horde of NPCs that follow you around throwing tomatoes at you for like seven days in game, you know. Shame. To get like, rid of to get rid of your debuff. Yeah, 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 to get rid yeah. of your debuff, you have to like go to the stocks. Or like or like you're you're yeah. like strung up in like Stormwind, like out in front of the auction house, you know, like right there. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah there's only be, three uh... stocks, it's just layering, but it's like layering <laughs> people into that. Yeah. That should be um fucking running from that Dude, that's crazy. But, that's um, so crazy. Wow, that's exciting. Well, yeah, we got, a, uh, we got a we got a full episode in for you guys today. I think we're gonna wrap up here, but uh, more to talk. To uh, well, looking forward to let's doing this again next week, man. Yeah, yeah, this was fun. Yeah, hopefully, maybe maybe one of us could try and get PTR access on a hardcore server and see what's oh, yeah, left. Let's try that. I'm really excited for that. But yeah, we got plenty more to talk about, dude. We didn't even get to Starfield. We didn't get to, you know, we've been playing a little Deep Rock Galactic, you know, new mm. seasons out. Plenty more games to talk about. But yeah, it was oh, fun. Oh, wow. yeah, the new season of Deep Rock. We didn't even touch on that. No. Next week, baby. All right. Well, we'll talk more soon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Yeah. Later. Felt good to get back into it. Um, Damn.